Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Is This Normal? Today we're talking all things play and in particular play during the pandemic because it's been really difficult for kids hasn't it you know they've been cut off from their friends and for parents as well like I know for myself I was on maternity leave when the pandemic started Theo was about four or five months old so we didn't get to go to classes and do that kind of thing you know when it comes to introducing play um so I know I bought lots of different bits and pieces for the um for the house um and we were just coming down with stuff and I didn't really know what I was doing. I don't know about you, Sheena. How do you feel when it comes to play? Yeah, I think, I think, you know what, I think especially even like pandemic aside that the, the, it is hard in those initial stages when they're going through the developmental stage and you're thinking, am I doing enough? Am I stimulating them enough when they do start to obviously become more aware um, as they move, they move around and, and, and grow at, at, in the early months. But um. I mean, the pandemic has really hit, you know, I feel horrendous for parents like yourself, sir, and friends of mine who, you know, didn't have that same experience that I had where, you know, I was able to take Dara to, you know, baby sensory and baby massage and had that stimulation and interaction with other mums and other babies. Whereas, you know, now it's obviously been 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 very difficult and I know they've, they've all adapted in terms of moving to digitally and online, which is great, but... Mm. I was a bit like you too, even those classes aside, I had, you know, toys and things that I thought were going to, you know, really help. And But again, wasn't even sure how to use them. So I think um, speaking to Agatha today might, might give us some ideas about how we can just, you know, use what's in the home to, to exactly, basically stimulate yeah. them and bring them on. Today we're joined by Agata Young from Simply Grow, an education company providing developmental resources and inclusive sensory classes for children and young people um, and they're based in Bangor. Um, Agata, welcome today to the Is This Normal podcast. Hi Sheena, hi Sarah. Do you want to tell us a wee bit about your background and why you decided to focus on early years? Uh, so um, I'm Agata Young and I set up Simply Grow, as you said, it's an educational company. We provide um, sensory developmental classes for babies, products centre around it and support network for parents and carers through the social media channels. Um, my background is in teaching. I'm a teacher and Definitely my vocation, uh, worked in education for over 10 years, mainly with special needs, um, and then became a mum. <laughs> uh, and it, there was this really light bulb moment when I realised that so much of what I did in special needs with all the children is exactly what you do with early years, but also working with all the children um, with kind of secondary age, um, the realisation that so much can be done in those first years of life to then have an impact on the rest of our lives. So, so many things that maybe could be addressed earlier and weren't. 
um, young people have to struggle with now and have to seek help. We need to get services involved where really uh, if we uh, nip certain things in the bud and focus on certain positive things early on, um, it would maybe prevent some of the things that we have to struggle with as young people, as, an adult, as adults. And uh, so I think that was the main motivation, but also obviously just so much joy coming from, you know, interacting with babies and seeing how um, they just enter that world. And it's the first stage of their massive journey uh, they're going on um, gives lots and lots of um, just professional um, kind of joy and fulfillment. That's I know you're you're so right. I think it is one of those things the the developmental stage where you learn so much in those early years and you can pick up so much. Um, so let let's take it back to the very beginning. Um, like I know I'm I'm a mom now and my my wee boy is turning three next month. And um, very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he keeps me well on my toes, and I'm I'm expecting my second in a couple of months as well. So it's gonna get even. <laughs> it's gonna be even more fun to the, to the to the pack. But basically, going back to those 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 first days as a new parent, um, and I think when you are a new mom and a first time mom in particular, you're bombarded with with images and and advertisements of this device and that device and this is going to help your child you know become more or less become a genius or, or do things at a faster rate um and I mean with with a baby's development I'm sure you, you've learned it in in your um career Agata that that it's, it's probably not you know the expensive toys it's it's maybe other things so I mean do do parents really need all these devices and and, and gadgets they're bombarded with this is such a good question because as you say there's just so much and baby industry is massive and if you don't know what it's about it's always about money <laughs> <laughs> so it is really to get parents spent as much as possible especially in those, those first early years and early days especially first-time parents my i think the first piece of advice is less is more so focus on less don't go out buying all the flashy toys and um, less is more and um have a look around the house, what you have first. I, I remember this video um, I recorded when my, um, the firstborn, Amy, she's now almost five. And she was, I think, five years, uh, for, sorry, five days old. Um, and my husband picked up a little squeaky toy and wanted to play with her. <laughs> but obviously a five-day-old baby does not respond very much. And you think that, okay, I'm going to bring all those toys and see what happens. Don't take everything back. You don't need all the flashy, um, flashy button pressing um, gadgets from the shop. What you need, especially during the first, uh, first few days, first few weeks, first few months, um, is what you can find around the house. So think about your baby as this completely new visitor to the world. Um, and try to really slow down with them and show them the world around them before you introduce everything that you are not familiar with. Show them the world that you know. There are this visitor coming in and you want to take the best care of them. Think about yourself. Have you ever been to Paris, ladies? Um, yes. Yes, no. maybe. <laughs> so imagine yourself visiting Paris. Fantastic. One of the most beautiful cities in the world. You want to really slow down and see all the sights, go through the visitor guides. Imagine seeing Paris from a really fast car. You get in the car and you go around a few times and, and that's it. That's all you see. You definitely wouldn't appreciate it as much, would you? So it's the same thing about that uh, with our babies. We want our babies to really have a look at everything. Um, all the things that we take for granted, we see every single day, our babies have never seen before. All the things we touch every day, we smell, we taste, we listen to, they have never. 
So I think just strip it all back and take your babies on a journey through your world. Let them touch the wall. Let them see the shadow on the um, ceiling. Let them see the blinds and, you know, the, the way the light plays with the blinds. So everything really, really basic, especially at the beginning. Just put yourself in the shoes of that little baby who spent nine months on the inside. And through the first couple of months, they really still are adjusting to that reality on the outside. And so definitely less is more, slow it down and get to know your baby. Every single baby is different. So you can buy all the parenting books in advance and, you know, trying to prepare yourself for this big event. You can watch all the shows in the world, but nothing can really prepare you because your baby is unique, just like you are. So having your baby at home is about building the relationship. Just like you started with your partner, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends. It's exactly the same with your baby. It's a new, unique person you're getting to know. So um, see what your baby likes, because some babies may not like um, particular environments or particular noises. Um, so definitely get to know your baby. I found out um, over the last few days that my baby, she is now um, Ivy, she is five months. Um, I discovered she prefers things that are blue. Uh, because I was showing her different toys, kind of letting her choose what she wants to play with, even simple little link um, plastic rings. Uh, I was holding both of them in front of her face and she's always drawn towards blue. Uh, different toys, two different toys that kind of look similar, but one is predominantly blue. She is drawn towards blue things. So if you really slow down and uh, spend time with your baby, uh, you will find out what they like, what they dislike before you just go out and buy lots and lots of stuff. Um, things that I think are useful to have is a, a comfortable mat for the floor because you'll be spending a lot of time on the floor <laughs> the first time parent. So definitely make sure you are comfortable. Uh, cushions. Uh, so definitely for tummy time, for your comfort, for your baby's comfort, have cushions around to make it comfortable. A um, couple of things I would recommend getting, and I hope it's not a product placement um, thing, but um, IKEA plastic bags. So those um, plastic bags you use for storing different things in the kitchen, I found from experience they are very robust and you can make lots and lots of props for your baby with those bags. So putting inside um, things like tin foil, things like even pasta, different things that have different texture and you want your baby to explore it, but you don't want them to eat it use a plastic bag once the teeth appear double it up to be on the safe <laughs> side because you think it's safe but i have seen it all so uh definitely invest in that so you don't have to go to you know toy stores go to ikea and another thing you may see in some of the videos i post little plastic trays uh, that are quite shallow but it's a fantastic kind of base to let baby explore different objects, different props from kind of, you know, safety of the tray to focus their attention one thing at a time. Um, and that really is all you need to start with. Um, in the first few months, your baby is going to really mainly operate with their vision and hearing and touch. So they're not going to physically be able to play with different toys. So really don't worry, get to know your baby. And then once they start grabbing things, you can invest in things like a simple rattle. Having said that, you can make your own. 
You can use a little plastic bottle, put rice or pasta inside, make sure it shakes and makes fun noise, make sure it's um, twisted, you know, closed correctly so nothing gets out and that's your rattle done. Um, have a look around the house again, your baby hasn't seen a colander, they haven't seen a wooden spoon, they haven't seen a fluffy cushion. So use all the things that you have in the house and don't stress about going out and spending a fortune. <laughs> Do you know what? It's so lovely hearing you talk about that, Agata, because like you say, it's just it's just bringing it back to the basics and just really getting to know your your wee baby. And I think that message can get lost, especially when you're a first time parent and you're just reading all these books and all this information is coming at you. So that's that's a really important message, I think, for people to hear. And it's made me smile as well, because before lockdown, I took my wee boy Theo to some of your classes and then when lockdown hit, it was kind of like we felt a bit lost at home because we didn't have those classes to go to. Um, and you were doing those online classes and giving those tips. And he had so much fun, you know, just getting a wooden spoon and hitting the saucepan <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's those wee tips, I think, that can really help parents. And I think you've kind of covered, you know, some of the key things that parents should be doing Um with their babies in the early days but there are there any other key things to help with their development in the first year because I suppose there's certain maybe little milestones they want to reach you know like thinking about things like tummy time Mm -hmm. Um, and one more thing I have to say just linking to what you just mentioned it's going to be very controversial I hope you're ready for that you don't need classes (laughs) Uh, what you need are play ideas Ah. because there are so many classes you can go to but one class a week is not going to help in the long run if you don't actually know get things out of it and, and then start using them at home it's just that with learning a new language, isn't it? You can go to one class a week, but it's not going to make you actually learn the language. You have to use it. So what you need as a parent is play ideas. And I know that many parents may be a bit lost with that. Uh, but um, when it comes to milestones and things to focus on during the first year, um, what you just said, tummy time, is very, very important. I know that different babies may suffer with different things around their tummy area. There are different... Um, medical um, things to look out for but in general you can start tummy time from day one and even if it is 20-30 seconds um, 10 times a day even though we don't really like giving you know the kind of prescriptive advice how many times how many minutes how many um, seconds but 30 seconds 10 times a day it's a good baseline Um, you can start from day one on your chest Um, if you see your baby getting distressed straight away stop but then come back to it. Um, I have to say, confession to make, with baby number one, I was that parent who was worried. And as soon as my baby started crying, okay, she definitely hates it. She hates tummy time. I'm not going to do it. Um, but then reading more and more about it, researching and seeing uh, tummy time in action with different babies, not just my own, um, to really head home. And now with Ivy, I was doing tummy time from day one. And her rolling abilities are off the scale. And she is a very strong, strong little girl with strong core. And I can really see benefits of tummy time first, firsthand. Um, so for those parents who say their babies hate tummy time, try it. Um, try it in different contexts, different times of the day for short periods of time. But the benefits of it are incredible. You're really setting your baby off to a great start later on in life. Um, and when it comes to different milestones, what to look out for, again, every baby is different. Whenever you Google milestones, you always have those brackets. So something may happen between you know two and six months. And if you think about it, it's a really long time. 
And so um, in the first couple of months, you'll be looking for things to do with eyes because not, babies can't do much more with the rest of their bodies. So to um, rather than trying to speed your babies through milestones, you will have time for that when they go to primary school, you know, getting certificates and going through uh, different exams and there will be a lot of rush later on in life. Try to slow down now and go with your baby. You can see where your baby is in the first couple of months by um, playing with their eyes, so to say. So if you hold an object um, not too far from their face and move it over the face left and right, up and down, a bit further away, a bit closer, you will see your baby's going to follow that with their eyes. If you do it for a few days and nothing happens, your baby does not follow an object, maybe something to uh, pick up with your health visitor. Um, later on, kind of three months, three, four months, your baby will start reaching and grasping objects. So again, the same um, kind of activity, you just move objects over your baby and they will try to reach and grasp for it. Um, if you kind of hitting five months and your baby is not reaching and grasping, again, probably something to, to pick up uh, with your GP, with your health visitor. Um, I think the main thing, especially for first-time parents to remember is, if in doubt, if your gut feeling is something is wrong, straight away call your GP. Um, no one is going to send you home with a baby under one. No one is going to think you're silly. No one's going to think that you are making things up. If you feel, you know, in your parents' heart that something is wrong, go and pick it up. Um, if there is a rush, obviously, let's mention that straight away call your GP. You're going to get an appointment almost straight away. But with everything else, try not to compare your baby to your friend's baby or to a baby of someone from Instagram. <laughs> uh, because we can often see, you know, especially when it comes to sleep, we see that babies, oh, their baby sleeps through the night. What's wrong with my baby? There's absolutely nothing wrong. And what you see on Instagram is just maybe one night out of 100. Um, so make sure that you focus on your baby and your journey. Um, but um, as your baby grows older, there'll be more and more intention in their actions. Um, so at the very beginning, babies, whenever they make um, sounds, they're usually coordinated with movement. So maybe moves, they make a sound. As they grow older, these become separated. So babies can make voluntary sounds without moving their body at the same time. So different things become more and more sophisticated and more and more intentional. So rather than, you know, with a baby being born, uh, there is a starter reflex when they move their arms and they look like they're going to fight someone. And um, it's obviously involuntary. The older baby grows, the more uh, the more intention there is behind the action. So they're trying to actively see something and then grasp it with one hand, with both hands. Um, I'm now waiting for a very exciting milestone with Ivy when she um, holds something and then sees something else, drops it and goes for another object. So that's a quite an important milestone because babies, they first grab things, they grab everything. Uh, with one hand, with two hands, but then at some point there comes a moment when they see something they want and they drop the object they have at the moment to reach for something else. <laughs> so as you see, there's more and more intention in everything that babies do. Um, and I think that's exciting just to just to be there with your baby on that journey rather than trying to, you know, do the checklist Oh, that baby's rolling already. A friend of mine has got an eight-month-old and um, she's not really interested in rolling. She's quite chilled, quite happy in everything she does. Uh, but um, one more important thing to mention, kind of coming back to the things we need to buy as well as milestones, try to avoid containers, baby containers. Um, so with um, kind of developments in 
baby industry and different toys that we have. There are uh, baby swings, baby rockers, baby jumper roos, uh, baby car seats, different things we can put babies in so we don't have to hold them and they don't have to be on the floor. I would say let's try to keep those to the minimum. So if your baby's in the car seat and then you're taking them for a walk, if you can, put them in the carry cot uh, part of your pram so they've got a bit more space to stretch. So keeping small babies in containers for a majority of the day is not going to do any good for their developing bones, uh, for the motor skills, because babies need to move, they need to move hands, they need to move their legs, they need to um, have the awareness of their bodies. And um, so definitely explore them because you know, thinking about our lives as stay-at-home parents, you sometimes need to put the baby in the rocker to get the dinner made. And that's absolutely fine. But when you're playing with your baby, whenever you can, pick them up, even leave them on the floor, on the mat, so they can play a little bit independently, move about, stretch, because um, that's very, very important for their development. That's that's really interesting, um, Agata, just what you said, and, and possibly really reassuring for a lot of parents out there, because I think when you become a new parent, you do automatically, as much as you say you won't, you do compare and you do, you know, especially if maybe you've had friends or family members who've had babies around the same time, or as you say, they the old crux of social media and Instagram and, and seeing seeing these things and thinking, oh, my child's not doing that yet and they're the same age or they're younger and, and that child's, you know, way more advanced. What should I be doing? So, I mean, is there, is there anything? I know you mentioned, obviously, the, the, the play being being very, very important. I mean, aside from maybe a specific condition that, that, that individual children have that needs to be raised with the GP, if you notice your child is interested but maybe just not there yet, or you do want to kind of just encourage, not push, obviously, but encourage your child to to begin to to reach those milestones. I mean, is or is there anything specific they can do at home? Um, absolutely, I think important thing to remember is that the research into baby development it's still relatively young. So uh, about 30, 35 years ago, um, there was a belief that babies are born as blank canvas. We now know that there is quite a lot of things happening in the brain already, you know, um, when they are in the womb and straight after they're born. Uh, so with um, things like milestones, we um, think we know when babies should, should start doing certain things. But there is so much more we're finding out almost every day when it comes to especially comprehension. So I think we sometimes underestimate how much babies can do. Uh, so right into your question, always Assume that your baby can do more than you think they can. And don't go, because I know many, many parents, grandparents potentially, not, not pointing any fingers, try to do everything for the babies. Uh, so you're trying to make their life as easy as possible, which obviously is important when it comes to comforting your baby and providing reassurance and um, setting up for a good start from that perspective. But when it comes to them happily playing, and challenge them a little bit. So as you say, if you see your baby trying to reach for an object, don't bring it straight away and put it in their hand. Move it close enough so they can challenge themselves. If you see they're getting frustrated, work with your baby and bring it even closer. If they're still getting frustrated, put an object in their hand. That's absolutely fine. But try to go from that uh, point of view of someone who is um, challenging the baby, not making them frustrated, but um, expecting more than you think your baby can do. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, that, that, that's a really good tip, actually, because as you say, we're probably guilty of 
And you mentioned earlier, you know, if the baby starts to become fussy or starts to cry uh, as a new mom, you might just go, oh, no, they don't like that and help them. But as you said, it's, it's probably yeah. best if yeah. you think they're capable and, and you kind of know in your heart of hearts, there's, there's nothing underlying that's stopping them uh-huh. from from reaching that milestone it might take a little bit longer but yeah. there are things obviously you can do to help yeah. and I think it's so to interrupt you I think it's also um as you mentioned they there can be a bit fussy um I've noticed and I know there's um backup from research as well whenever your baby is about to reach a milestone they are going to be significantly more fussy uh, so there is an app called Wonder Weeks. I know so many people use it. I know there is some criticism around it. Some people would say that um, you always have to respond to your baby because sometimes, you know, under the blanket of, oh, they're going through a phase. We may kind of oversee certain things happening with our babies. Uh, but in general, just when the baby is just about to hit a milestone or there is a significant change happening in the brain, it is tricky for them. Uh, they can't, you know, have the control of their, their body. They can't Google it to see what's going on with them like we do. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of have to rely on us to provide all the comfort. So I think um, if your baby is uh, a bit more um, fussy, maybe crying a bit more, a bit less uh, patient with the world around them, give them time and space, provide lots of reassurance. Um, if in doubt, cuddle. Um, that's the best, um, you know, rule to go by. Um, because they might just about to be hitting another milestone and, and that might explain the differences and changes in behaviour. Um, now, I suppose we've spoken quite a bit about baby development, baby um, play, um, but as you know, as they grow older, play might seem like a bit of a scary word for some parents. Um, you know, they put yeah. a lot of pressure um, or they feel a lot of pressure for their kids to be doing the right kind of play. Um, so I suppose it would be good to talk about how important play is, you know, as they grow um, and how we can get involved with playing with our kids as they're getting a bit bigger, but also how important independent play is at the same time as playing with our kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Babies learn all the time. Babies and children are learning machines. Their brains don't stop. I don't remember the exact number now, but I think it's about four times faster uh, the brain of a three-year-old than the brain of an adult. So kind of the processing and and everything around them. makes them learn non-stop and if you think about babies some people will say that babies and children have got um, short attention span it's not the short attention span they just simply have attention for everything (laughs) that's that's the the problem there sometimes Uh, but babies learn through play children learn through play and it's a very important point you mentioned there Sarah about independent play and adult-led play there needs to be a balance so don't feel like you have to fill every second of your child's life with your presence and you you know bringing toys in front of their face and um, I think important um, thing I've learned through my teaching career and then you know have my own children provide learning opportunities so set up things that your baby can explore independently and um, even from a newborn stage you know you can lay your baby on the mat and let them ex- let them explore shadows on the ceiling and that's them playing independently not having you constantly attached to them if they're happy that's absolutely fine when you see they're a bit distressed you can get involved but that kind of applies throughout childhood so set up learning um, opportunities if you're not sure what toys what props to set up you can always get in touch with me (laughs) or check out my um my social media simply grow social media um but the rotation of toys is a good idea because whenever you see that your baby is left in exactly the same setup but they're not as engaged independently as they were before maybe you need to rotate some of the toys uh change them a bit uh, but definitely there is the need for balance um between independent and adult led when it comes to adult led um 
as you said, some parents, especially first-time parents, maybe didn't have as much contact with babies previously, um, would feel a bit lost. Okay, what do I do now? Uh, I think the important thing to um, go by is spend time with your baby. That is play for them. You don't have to, you know, bring all the whistles and, and as I said earlier, flashy toys. Um, spend time with your baby. Um, describe things to them. Um, if you kind of, especially with the baby when you're stuck at home all day, if you narrate the day to them, just talk to your baby. I think that's one of the things one of my friends said um, when I was becoming a mom, first time mom. Uh, you know you're a mom when you're absolutely exhausted and you don't have kind of strength for anything, but you keep on talking to your baby <laughs> because you know it's good for them. <laughs> you know they benefit from it. And another thing to add, um, ask your baby questions. It may sound a bit crazy because obviously your baby's not going to answer. But again, there is a research into that. Um, the tone of our voice when we ask a question uh, kind of invites the response. And apparently it um, brings even more developmental benefits when you ask your baby questions, even then you answer them yourself. Uh, but definitely narrate the day, spend time with your baby. Um, first three months, your baby, you are the most important toy and prop for your baby. Um, the first year, really, all they need is you. So talk to your baby, um, differentiate it on a voice. You can whisper, you can sing. I know for some parents, again, singing rings alarm bells. I don't sing. <laughs> Um, but there's this funny thing going around social media now with parents watching um, some of those baby channels for the first time and your face is like what what's that but then you know after a hundred times you are there with with rattles <laughs> singing Wilson the Bass yourself <laughs> and so I think it's just a matter of getting used to it obviously we're out of our comfort zone you know first um, at the first stage but it becomes second nature trust me so spend time with your baby and first few months you need things to listen to things to look at later on kind of four months plus uh, your baby will start picking things to so think about rattles things they can shake to explore the cause and effect and um, later on they're going to explore objects independently just really more intention looking at them playing with them in their hands so make sure you provide different things they can explore um, later on come in kind of pegboards putting things in and out but again you your baby will tell you your child will, will show it to you um, but with play again less is more um, definitely one more thing to mention screens try to avoid those uh, I know I'm going to be very unpopular here but um, the first year really there should be no screens unless it's FaceTime and you know kind of social um, use of screens um, and that's mainly because our eyes are not made for screens. If your baby is looking at the screen, that means they're not moving, they're not doing things that they could be doing otherwise. But again, I understand from perspective someone who um, is a stay-at-home parent, but sometimes, you know, especially during lockdown, you will reach for those things. But as long as you're, you're in control of it and not your child, you're fine. Uh, again, might be a bit um, controversial, but my almost five-year-old does not have an iPad or a tablet, and she is fine. <laughs> and whenever she wants to watch something, I'm in control of it. She doesn't have something she owns. She can go. She can uh, go off and kind of be in charge of it. I'm the parent who sets the boundaries. And obviously mm -hmm. during lockdown, there might have been a days, especially when it rains, when maybe there was a bit more of it. 
but then we are back to okay we are we are not doing that because we are going outside or we're going to play or going to run and um, so the more time you spend sitting and watching screens the less time you spend moving your body and developing at the end of the day but again if you do use screens don't blame yourself you are doing an amazing job if someone is listening to this podcast right now there are great parents even, you know, trying to <laughs> find out more. So don't blame yourself for anything. But if you can avoid screens, do, because your baby doesn't need it. I've seen those apps for newborn babies, believe it or not. And so on the screen, you've got black and white dots moving in different directions. So in theory, great, because babies respond to uh, high contrast images. But why not show them a book? Why not show them a flashcard with it? Why screen? If you can avoid the screen, if you can replace it with something, do develop the law for books instead and you'll never be stuck. Um, so, yeah, I hope it answers the question about play. <laughs> Some brilliant um, information and ideas there from Agata, who I think really put our minds at ease again with the likes of not needing all the fancy kit and oh. all the latest toys and all the things that you know we're bombarded with mm-hmm. <laughs> advertisement wise <laughs> so um definitely she's given me some great ideas and now i'm kind of obviously excited to start that early stage now with with baby oh, yeah. number two again because um i get to kind of start afresh and, and try different things that, that i didn't obviously mm-hmm. maybe try with with dara so um that's nice but i think yeah I think less is more. <laughs> exactly. That seems to be the message, isn't it? And it's even just being able to introduce them to things like, you know, just going for a walk and then just looking around yeah. them and just taking everything in. You know, that's that's good for their development. And yeah, it was a really, really interesting chat. And I'm definitely going to take some of those ideas away for Theo as well. I think now as things start to open up as well, it's even, you know, that that's a nicer thing to, to be able to get out more and, and explore and, and see see more of our our surroundings that we've probably missed and and other people because I know I'm sure lockdown babies are probably incredibly inquisitive now because you know when when they haven't experienced so much they've they've been at home so um I know everything's just going to be amazing for them their little worlds are just going to suddenly open up you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify Apple Music and anywhere you get your podcasts